Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. My name is Andrew Headspeeth and I am joined, as always, to talk to all things Liverpool with... Mr. Alex Purdy, toppest of top reds. Well, toppest of legacy reds. The legacy yeah, of legacy still doing reds. That? Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with Zoys, Emma Sanders. How are you, Em? Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, nice to be back talking about Liverpool. Is it? So, yeah, we've had the. Uh... <laughs> Was that an is it from, uh, yeah. from Perth? Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out how this goes. Yeah, well, sorry, this started off. really well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been two it's weeks, one... we're rusty. Just enjoy the lesson, guys. Come on. Yeah, we have been off for two weeks, so sorry about that. But we're back with a bang now, and I've got written in full caps on the script, is this season a write-off? So uh, that's a good start. There are, of course, still five games uh, to go. Um, Liverpool do mathematically still have a chance of making the top four but it just feels like, and maybe the uh, postponing of the Manchester United game didn't help in that respect, but it just feels like the entire league has just sort of petered out a bit. We know who the champions are going to be. We know who's going down now, pretty much. As I said, there is a chance that we can get top four, but it just it doesn't feel like that's a very realistic prospect. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Emma. I'll go to you first. I knew you were going to come to me first. Um <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, Liverpool seven points off the top four. Chelsea are in the absolute form of their lives, it seems. So um, I think I personally, I, I think top four is is done and dusted out of the water. Um, I just think they, in terms of looking ahead to next season now, I think they've just got to finish strong, give the fans something to get excited about. Um and yeah, I know we're going to talk about it later in terms of, you know, potential Europa League. But for me, like I think it's crucial that they qualify for the Europa League. So fifth place is an absolute must. Um, anything less than I think uh, I think there'll be a lot of drunk people in Liverpool basically throughout the summer. Purge, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've, I've, got, I've got an inkling that you don't share Emma's view there. Europa League, yes or no? Um, I, I do, I do, because I keep getting there's a Europa Conference League that we can drop even <laughs> lower into. So yeah. we're actually going hey, middle ground it's, here. It's the it will be the inaugural season of the Conference League. Is that you know? Do we want to be a bit of a part no, of that history? No, I, ne- I no. never want to be part of that. That's for <laughs> that's for Tottenham and Arsenal. That's for those lot. Um, <laughs> we should be aiming higher, but we're dropping well short of that this season. And yeah, I, I don't think we're going to make the top four either. 
Uh, no, I did see, I think it was the Echo today running a thing where they said that if Chelsea win the Champions League and they're, you know, or they put all their eggs in that basket and their, their league form might drop off and Liverpool might sneak in. But I just think it's such a big ask, really, like based on what Emma said, it's seven points. I know we've got, we've got a game in hand, haven't we? But yeah, seven points, we've still even... got United to play. Yeah, I mean, I just Tottenham, the thing is... Tottenham as well, yeah, they've even... got such an easy run in. I think it, it, even if Chelsea win the Champions League though, and they finish outside of the top four, then they get they get that fourth Champions League spot. So, mm. like it would then only be the top three spots that would get it. So I think Chelsea winning the Champions League and finishing outside the top four is even worse for everyone. So, oh, um, is that right? Is it not is it not five anymore? Like that time when Liverpool did it, well, they ch- they've changed that, haven't they? I think possibly. Yeah. So I've had so many conversations about this, and yeah, as far as I'm aware, it you know it's the top four will go to the Champions League, but if the fourth team is a team that finished outside of that, but wins the competition, i.e. if Chelsea finished fifth and won the Champions League, then they would qualify as the fourth team. And that fourth place team in the Premier League would drop into the Europa League. Mm. So, okay. so even if we get top four and Chelsea win the thing? Exactly. That's the worst <laughs> case scenario, isn't it? I don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, just in case. <laughs> Uh, Europa League though I mean it is a slog and I don't know whether we need that but at the same time you see how much sort of fun Man United are having in it and I think I saw a stat today I think it was the last I don't know 10 or something like Europa League finals that have either been won by a Spanish or or an English club or there's been one in the final or something but it's just it seems to be a very winnable competition especially for the the English teams based on their, their spending power so I think yeah that is a realistic target it's not the one we wanted at the start of the season but i guess it's a, a realistic target going forwards yeah we have to I mean, win I'm it though, sure. because it leaves us if we don't it leaves us wide open to a lot of um slaughtering from other fans if we're in it we have to win it do you know what i mean otherwise we're going to be like liverpool have finished they dropped out the europa league um <laughs> so it <laughs> it's basically all or nothing when we enter that which we will we just need to like find some way of like getting Unite Emery as part of like the Liverpool branding yes. because every time he competes, he wins it. So like even if he's just like the kit man, <laughs> like he just needs to be a part of it. So then, so then he can win it. But um, yeah, no, I'm 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 prepared. But then I also think Liverpool needs to get back into that sort of frame of mind of competing on several fronts and like just that winning, yeah. winning, winning, no matter what the competition is, whether or not it's you know UEFA Super Cup or. Um, I don't know, Club World Cup, what, whatever it is. Um, Super League. That they just, uh, <laughs> apart from that. <laughs> um, but yeah, whatever, whatever it is, I think they just need to get used to sort of like playing, playing you know, games sort of every three, four days and just having that kind of momentum. So, um, Europa League train, let's go. Um, you mentioned Unai Emery. You know how we sort of we've got used to seeing cup keepers now. Is it possible we could just get a cup manager and just bring him in for you know European games? Oh my god, that's like that's probably it, the best idea you've ever had. Like, <laughs> wow, sounds I'll good to us. I'll, e- yeah, I'll email not, it into the club after. I'm this. not sure Emily wants to do that. <laughs> but we'll ask ten games a season. You don't know unless you ask him. Yeah, so. Exactly. Andy, Andy can be very okay. persuasive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. True. How I got Emma on this pod, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, we we won't mention the fact that you basically bribed me. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of big European nights, two years ago today, this very day, Liverpool beat Barcelona four 0 I mean, how far we've come, eh? <laughs> but, <laughs> 
I don't oh. want to dwell on it too much because it just seems a bit sad now. Um, but it was one of the best, well, possibly the best, I don't know, along with uh, the 2005 final, it's probably the best Liverpool game I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, where does it rank for you, Emma? It's the best Anfield game in my lifetime, definitely. Yeah. Um, annoyingly, I think I've told this story on this actual podcast, but I was in I was in bloody New York, wasn't I? So I was on the subway, listened to it on Five Live because I couldn't find a pub. And the friends who I was with uh, was a Man United fan, an Arsenal fan, God bless him, and, uh, and another friend who couldn't care less about football. So I was... You were actually uh, on I, the subway? On the subway, underground, in New York City, trying to hear who the hell scored the goal, because all I heard was like, ah! And I was like, who is it? Who is it? It took me five minutes to realise that Origi had scored. And I was like, oh my God. Um, but is, this, yes. is this goal number four or goal number or just all the goals or this was this was the this was the Trent corner goal so okay yeah no, the best one the, the yeah. best one so obviously I watched it um you know it was everywhere in New York um so as soon as I got off the subway I think we we had plans to go somewhere else I don't know maybe go for dinner and I was like bye guys and uh basically <laughs> legged it to a random bar in in Brooklyn and um yeah and just basically got pretty much drunk by myself with random New Yorkers. It was it was pretty awesome. But um but I did have my shirt with me. I brought my shirt with me. So I, I was wearing it and um yeah like I say sort of listening on it and then I had it all recorded so I've watched it back. Um but yeah so in terms of like games I've watched I technically haven't watched it so um, <laughs> I love you so I still haven't, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen the goals. So. <laughs> yeah wait we won oh my god <laughs> Uh, I'm, am- I'm just amazed you managed to get like a signal down in the in the subway. It was you don't get that out. one central line, do you? Yeah, well, because obviously it goes like part of it sort of. I guess it's a bit like the London like underground part of it is kind of like technically ground level, and some of it's underground. So it was like that's that's what I mean. So I just about heard like the commentator be like. Uh, corner taken quickly and I was like oh my god what's happening and then <laughs> oh my god. So two or three minutes later was like what's that score because I was like is the game's finished I was like I thought we were going to extra time and then obviously put two and two together and then and then somebody shouted you know Origi and I was like Origi um, <laughs> it's amazing yeah I pretty much uh, lost per- my shit on the subway <laughs> Perds top that story um, no, I can't. <laughs> uh, I was just at home. Um, the best game I've seen, other than that one, because that probably is the best, is the actual final. Because I'd only seen us win the League Cup before that in 2012. So, Such a baby. Big. Yeah. Big, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so that was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. Got drunk with my dad somewhere in London. Decent. Nice. Yeah. And did you go on the underground at any point, you know? Just, no, uh, but I did uh, listen to the Aston Villa 2-1 on the radio. You remember when we scored two late goals? Yes. So that's the only similar one I can relate to, and that was torture. I mean, it's it's pretty much up there. You know, you, you talk about famous nights, Barcelona, Aston Villa. Yeah, Villa Park, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> hey, I would kill for a last-minute win over Aston Villa at the moment. Really would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, well, let's take a quick break there. And when we come back, we will look ahead to the game against Southampton this weekend. Uh, Welcome back, guys. Just before we jump into previewing the game against Southampton, I did see today in the news that, I don't know if you guys have seen this, Jamie Carragher's 
son is close to signing for Everton. I mean, Emma, you're a proper journalist. Have you seen this? What's, what's, what's going on You always on say here? that. We're all journalists now. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. even... Sorry, we've got... We'll go to the fan view from you, Perds, in a minute. But I just wanted to get to a, a professional here for a second. So if you just fine, okay, I'll be quiet. On. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Perds. Can we have a little bit the of manners? Are talking. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually um, didn't see it until you sent over the plan, and then obviously, you know, I like to think that I saw it then. Otherwise, I'd be really massively <laughs> unprepared for this podcast. Um, I wasn't surprised because. Uh, Everton's youth setup has always been very good. Obviously, Jamie Carragher was an Everton fan growing up, so it's probably gone through his family. Um, but I feel yeah. like I feel like this is quite common with like, especially sort of Manchester players and Liverpool players, because the academies are so kind of similar and both have like successful youth setups in both cities and they're so close the, as well. The catchment areas just overlap, don't they? Yeah, exactly. I think it's quite normal, really. So um, I mean, you know, he could he could he could end up playing for. Blackburn, Oldham, he, you know, he he could go round, round the sort of northwest area until he becomes a local legend at the age of nineteen. So you never uh, know. Love it, but he's 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 eighteen now, and he's just been oh, okay. at Wigan uh, as part of their <laughs> like scholarship. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. It's it seems weird to me that Jamie Carrier has a son who is like now, like first team professional footballer age is like could potentially be playing in the Premier League in the season or two time. Mm. I don't know. Maybe Percy seems more of a pundit to you, but he still seems like he's he's basically still a still a playing age to me, Jamie Carragher. Playing age? No way. How old is he? I don't know. Is he forty? Maybe. It, it, just the grey hairs coming through now. There's a lot of them. That's I don't true. think he can step on the field anymore. Um, <laughs> what I would say about. Uh, Do you remember him as a player? I was just going to say. Yeah, this. yeah. I remember him smashing <laughs> yeah, yeah. the post on his last game against QPR. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember being that. really yeah. gutted that that didn't go in. Uh, that's about it. And then there were some terrible defensive errors when we brought in the likes of Colo Torre for a bit. And who else did he play with? Quartes. Sebastian Quartes. Yeah. yeah. It's, a sh- <laughs> it's a shame that his, his and Gerard's last years were really not very good at all. But, yeah. yeah um, mind. So, not really. I don't remember ever being too impressed by him. Just going to throw that out there from what oh, I saw. Wow. But obviously, I caught the back end Blasphemy. of his career. Yeah. And geez. There was that one in the Everton semi final of the FA Cup. He like kicks Skirtle when they score. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway. He was very. I just, right. just clarify that he was genuinely a very, very good defender. Was he? All right. Yeah. Yeah. First yeah. Time very very it, good. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It's like one of our all-time top appearance makers for us. <laughs> um, wow, that's rocked me a little bit. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask, uh, which Liverpool player do you expect to have a really brilliant footballing son eventually? We're seeing now a lot, well, at least I am, and I guess Emma is as well, players that we remember playing. Now their children are coming through as well. You know, I don't know if there's anyone you, you see on the horizon you expect them to. For me, it's... It's Xabi Alonso. I know he's got a son oh. and he just seems like he's going to have a very like talented footballing son. And he'll have like the best suits, the best, sh- like he'll just be so yeah, the best hair, like, everything. Yeah. Oh, he'll just be amazing. Um, <laughs> well, I, I wasn't sure whether you meant current or like ex, but I was thinking like, for me. Um, yeah. I always think of like Alonso is a fantastic child, but I always think players who are just technically gifted. So probably somebody like, uh, like a Coutinho, I think is like, his kid yes, would have, you know, very good technical ability. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, go with Philip. Yeah, I'll say along the same lines, probably Joe Allen. 
quite technically yeah wee joe allen walking around the park but he's it's kind of more often it's kind of like players like that like nobody expected alfinger harlan's son to be the oh, absolute yeah. monster world beater that he is so you know you never know That's maybe true. it'll be sally Diao jr that we're all uh, oh my god Oh, I'm really excited hey, now. That's one to look forward to. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, just thought I'd, uh, I'd bring that up. So look out for James Carragher Jr. in the Everton first team in a couple of years' time. Um, but before all that happens, we have got a game for the first time in two weeks. Seems like a rarity now, and mm. they don't really matter, but still, we're going to finish the season. And Southampton at Anfield uh, on Saturday at 8.15. Um, it looks like, other than the obvious ones of... Um, Van Dijk, Gomez, Henderson, everybody is more or less fit for this game. Uh, I mean, I've said already that this season has sort of petered out a little bit and we don't necessarily expect that the top four is on. Having said that, what do we want to see? I mean, what would sort of, what would cheer us all up in this game? Perds, um, what are you looking for? Ben Davies, remember him? <laughs> Maybe quite uh, nice no, I don't remember him because I've literally never seen the man. <laughs> no, but I'd quite like to see him. He doesn't exist. Like, he doesn't no, yeah. actually exist. Well, that's what would cheer me up if he just strolled out for five minutes at the end as we're sort like... of drawing nil-nil. And it finishes that way. We'll probably draw you'd this be, game. You'd, your highest hopes for this game <laughs> are a nil-nil. He sees so out a nil-nil clean sheet with five minutes ben to Davis go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You just made me think of like the uh, the the end of Fight Club, where it turns out he was just a figment of the imagination. <laughs> you know, such Tyler an Durden. Yeah. Good memory. Uh, spoilers there for Fight Club, but yeah, you should have seen it already by now. Um, Emma, what are you? What are your sort of expectations or hopes for this game? What do you want? I mean, Southampton have been dreadful of late, so I mean, oh, it God. could. Uh, this would be the perfect game just to get sort of back on track with a very comfortable home win. Yeah, my standards are higher than Perds, um, which is, Good, yeah. yeah, I think quite normal. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, I only actually for... watched, <laughs> I only watched Fight Club like a month ago. Just, really? just saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wa- watched Thoughts? it during lockdown. Uh, I mean, I watched it about 10 o'clock at night, which was a bad idea. I just finished a shift. I was knackered and I was like, this is, I thought it was like meant to be funny. And I was like, oh, this is what? quite deep. <laughs> yeah, it was. Not the experience the one, I was expecting. Is it one of the ones where you knew, like everyone knows the twist in the sixth sense? Did you like go in knowing what was going to happen or were you still no. away? No, that's what I mean. Like I had no idea. I genuinely thought it was like a full-on comedy and was like, oh, okay, this is this is Amazing. not what I thought it was. So no, it was it was good. But I just think I wasn't mentally prepared. So at the time I probably didn't appreciate it. But um yeah, fight club. So we're talking about Liverpool, um, Southampton. That's yeah. that's all we need um, to say, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, look, I think, like I said before, I think it's so important that they finish on the high. So um, I just, I don't really care how they win, to be honest, but I just think Liverpool need need a win. Just just get a win um, going into that Man United game on Thursday because there'd be nothing worse than getting battered by Man United before they play in a Europa League final. So uh, yeah. get a win under, under their belts, get a bit of momentum and get a bit of confidence. That's, uh, that's all I want. I mean, Southampton do have form for it, so I'm kind of hoping for a nice, simple, no frills, nine nil, maybe. Perth, you fancy that? If we take our chances, you know, it could be nine nil. <laughs> yeah. The Newcastle game should have been nine nil, um, but we won't. So we Goodness might scrape me. two, at you know, at most, we might get two, and then hope hope for a clean sheet. 
Uh, I'll come on to predictions in just a second, but before we do, I just want to ask what the hell has happened to Takumi Minamino? Went out on loan oh. to Southampton in January. He started quite well. He got a goal and played quite well, quite, quite brightly for the first month or so, but he's totally dropped off the radar. I don't think he's even getting picked anymore. Um, Southampton in terrible form. Uh, it's not looking good for him. Uh, do we expect him to, to come back or is he going to be a sort of cut our losses kind of jobby? What do you think is going to happen? I remember, I remember you saying at the time, um, whenever Klopp sends someone out on loan, it's basically done. So mm. you really needed to shine. And we were like, he got a couple of goals at the start, like you said. It's like, oh, he might actually get back on Klopp's good books, but this is probably too far now. I think, unfortunately, he has to go. He, he always looked like a very good technical player as well. I mean, from what I saw of him at Salzburg, and he has the making of someone I imagine would go to the Bundesliga or somewhere else and, and do very well. But it just it hasn't clicked so far in, here in England, Emma. Yeah, I think he always struggled with the physicality of it, didn't he? And um, probably perhaps his character, personality, just struggled to settle. Um, I think, as as we said at the time, you know, somebody like Jurgen Klopp sending him out on loan after such a short space of time, probably um, there was clearly something quite sort of alarm bells in Jurgen Klopp's eyes where he was thinking, you know, he's just, he's even not settling in terms of his character or he's just, yeah. he's not, you know, he's not there physically. So um, he's gone to Southampton and and again, has struggled to settle there. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. It must be really difficult. He's he's travelled a long way um, during a pandemic. He's away from friends, went from, away from family. It's such a different culture. And um, yeah. I just personally just, just think he's just, he just hasn't settled in England. So um, yes, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he was to move on. The, the way they raved about him when when he first signed, and I remember like uh, that story about how how the players after the Salzburg game like were telling Klopp to sign him because of the way he ran the show. And I just wonder whether he might be one of those ones that we let go because basically we have to, like you said, that he hasn't settled, it's just not working. But that maybe there are some uh, regrets in a few years' time. I mean, maybe not the levels of sort of Chelsea with De Bruyne and Salah, but the way you've seen that players like... Uh, Luis Alberto and Suso and Iago Aspas even that have like gone on to like better things and much better form in the future. To me, he strikes me as one of those. And I would I would like to see him maybe give another chance um, in the first team next season just to see if he does settle. But again, yeah, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes there. And I just wish him all the best, really, because he looks like a lovely, a lovely young man. Very handsome as well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah very, very cute it's very but it's like just just kind of on sort of loan players is that you look at somebody like Minamino and I know like you say it'd be nice to see him given a chance but then I look at someone like Harry Wilson who's gone out on loan and impressed yeah. everywhere he's been like then I, I would rather and he's you know a homegrown talent I would rather him given an opportunity ahead of ahead of Minamino personally so it's an interesting yeah, one I agree. And then there's Harvey Elliott as well, who looks like he might yeah, get thrown into the first team next season as well because of how well he's done at uh, Blackburn. Um, let's let's just jump straight to predictions here then, Emma. What, what are you saying for, for Southampton? It's got to be a home win, hasn't it? Yeah, I can't, I can't see anything past a Liverpool win, personally. Um, I actually think they'll they'll get a few goals. I'm going to go with, uh, with 3-1. I reckon, I reckon Southampton yes. might, might nick one, but yeah, 3-1 for me. Perds, come on, do uh, it. They uh, win. Come on, Perds. Yeah, a win, a 2 0, but a boring 2 0 and a painful 2 0. That's, we'll probably... That's fine. Yeah, okay, yeah, fine. We'll all take that then. I think we'll have been invigorated by the break. Um, 
I think it will be a chance. He's Purdy segment. He's ahead of me, so I'm just going to block him out of my Sorry. vision. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, invigorated by the two-week break. You know, Southampton are in absolutely dreadful form. It's a good team for us to play right now at home. I'm going to say, I'm going to say five nil. There you go. What? I think, oh, I'm, I think, I'm being jinxed it for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might finish the season weird. I don't think we'll get top four, but I think we might finish the season weirdly strongly now. Perhaps main United game aside, but um, yeah. It's, Starting now, guys. Starting now. Here we go. Comebacks on. We go again. <laughs> we go again. Yes. And we will be back again, uh, hopefully on Monday at the regular time. Um, and hopefully to talk through that 5-0 win. Um, but for now, that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening. If you can, please drop the Gagan Press pod a review wherever you get your pods. That'd be much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already. Follow us on Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, drop us a message maybe we'll read it out on the next show and yeah i mean that's it purds say goodbye goodbye we'll see you next time and goodbye from emma say goodbye have a good weekend goodbye <laughs> love that it's sort of like almost mum style sign off just like <laughs> waving people away bye, bye uh, yeah <laughs> goodbye from me come on liverpool five nil it's on goodbye Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.